What's up and welcome to the DualSense podcast for episode 167. My name is Jason. I'm one of your co-hosts and I'm joined as always by your other co-host who is calling himself this evening Gap. G-A-P. Like the Gap as in the uh, clothing store. He's otherwise known as Travis. And uh, <laughs> Travis, what's going on tonight? Did you notice the gap between the letters? Oh, it's clever. Very yeah, clever. I was really, really happy with that. <laughs> yeah, if, if we did a video podcast, I'd throw up the Jurassic Park clever girl meme right now. Oh, we should try that. We need to. We need to hire an editor. Yeah, we would. We would need to definitely yeah. hire an editor. So my, my parents came over to eat dinner, and my uh, my stepdad left his phone. Oh my god! So he's on his yeah. way back for it, right? So I, I pick it up, and he has a Google <laughs> notification, and I'm like, I have to know what this is. Like <laughs> it's too much, and I know what his yeah, password is because I made it. So <laughs> I open uh-huh. it up, and it's it's just a weather alert, like oh. weather tomorrow is 60 degrees or whatever. And I was like, all right, so nope, I thought it was gonna be something cool, you know. Uh-huh, so then I notice yeah. on on the Google app, he has 15 tabs open, and I'm like, there's <laughs> something here. It's gonna be amazing, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm already not ready. Uh, so I open it, and uh, he has nine of the fifteen tabs are the exact same web page. <laughs> and mm. guess what they are for? <laughs> it's pornography. No, it's not. Oh, okay, hang on. Uh, <laughs> what could it be? Nine of the fifteen of the same web page. Yeah, it's it's the Kentucky basketball schedule. <laughs> no, it's the Alabama football scores. Alabama football? What's wrong with him? <laughs> I don't know what he's looking at. But he opened oh, it nine times. He, <laughs> why does he care so much about that? Oh, I don't know. I have so many also, questions. Also, when he came into the house, he didn't say anything to anybody. He walked straight in, went to the candy bowl, dug around in it, went to the refrigerator, opened it, came back to the candy bowl, and then I have like normal size Reese's. He takes one out of the pack. Has, has one shit. And my wife's like, Travis puts those in his lunch and he's like, he's fine. He only works like three times a week. And then he, <laughs> he opens the refrigerator and she's like, there's waters and tea. And he's like, nah, I want a Sprite. And then he just takes it out and shuts the door. <laughs> I just, it's just, it's your, it's your house. I'm doing whatever I want. He, they came over for dinner and he had to eat a Reese's and have a Sprite before dinner. <laughs> that too. Oh wow! He's completely out of bounds. Didn't even say hello. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say a word. This is great. Oh uh, my god! It's so I know good. we talk about this a lot. I know we talk about him a lot too. But I, I really, I, you know, I have no issues with getting to that point in life. <laughs> Me neither. I hope I make it. Right. Yeah, I'm just gonna walk into my kid's place. You know, like that fucking Chappelle show skit. The the Charlie Murphy shows up at Eddie or uh, the Rick James shows up at Eddie Murphy's house mm-hmm. and grinds his feet into his couch. Right, and uh, says, "Rich motherfucker, you buy another one." And, oh uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so he what a what a guy. He's hilarious, and he's he's it, the the funny. I think what makes it even more funny is that he's unintentionally hilarious. Like he's That's not. Why he's so funny. funny? Yeah, no, he's he not wanted, to be funny. He, he walked in and thought, "I need fucking candy," and I know it's in this fucking house. <laughs> That's what he thought. <laughs> and I need a Sprite ASAP. Where is the biggest damn candy bar? There it is, Reese's. He probably hasn't had a Reese's <laughs> since 95. Like, I've no. never seen him eat a Reese's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. So good. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, 
Anyway, Travis, we are a weekly podcast where you and I get together and discuss all of the week's PlayStation news, rumors, new game releases, and much more. We do it all in under 90 minutes, and we post new episodes every Monday on all of the usual podcast services, as well as YouTube, where you can get the shows there, if you please, as well. If you do enjoy it and end up enjoying the show, we would love for you to leave us a rating or a review on your podcast service or a like or comment on the YouTube. You can also find us on social media, on X or Twitter. The, art, the artist formerly known as Twitter, we go by at the DualSense Pod. We're also on Instagram and threads and Facebook, if you please. Our website is thedualsensepodcast.wordpress.com. You can get the shows there, if you please. Our photos, bios, show notes, all that good stuff. Hit us up on social media and uh, chat some PlayStation with us. We'd love to hear from you. Without any further ado, or parent or in-law tomfoolery, let's get into the week's news here. Starting with number one. After being rumored for more than a year, Sony finally unveiled the new PlayStation 5 model this week. While going out of their way to not call it a PS5 Slim, the company revealed that the new SKUs for both digital and disk drive PS5s will see an overall volume reduction of 30%, with 18% and 24% reductions in weight between the respective models. The two most notable changes from the OG PS5 models is the presence of an optional attachable Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive, which will retail for $79.99 a la carte, as well as the increase in internal SSD storage from 825 gigs to 1 terabyte. The new digital PS5 is increasing in price from $399 to $449.99, meaning that for a mere $50 more, you can get a PS5 with a disc drive, rather than cough up $80 down the road to add one on. Alongside the new models comes a new metal vertical stand as well that will be sold separately for $29.99, with only a horizontal stand coming bundled with the new consoles. The new design also cuts the PS5 cover plates in half, literally, meaning that the new hardware will now require a set of four plates, rather than the two with the standard PS5. In other words, Sony wants you to buy new cover plates if you opt for a new PS5, and those plates will retail for $54.99 on their own, and they'll be available in, starting in early 2024. These two new PS5 models will launch sometime in November, and it is important to note that they will be replacing the current PS5 SKUs once the inventory of the OG models is sold through, as they feature the exact same performance as the launch model PS5s. Okay, what do you think of the PS5 Slim that they refuse to call a PS5 Slim. First, first, I want to tell you that I went to open up the podcast notes, and I just opened up the podcast app, and then I was like, "Why? Where are the notes?" Get <laughs> <laughs> so my email. So yeah, I'm dying. Yeah, you get so old. Like, I, yeah, I'll tell you. Like I told you earlier, I think the um, the non-disc drive one looks very nice. I enjoy the body lines. Uh, it's nice oh, that yeah. it weighs less. So you know, when I get mad playing. Call of Duty, I can just throw the whole console now because it was pretty heavy before. $450 Frisbee, it's pretty good that it made it a little bit lighter. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, we do this every generation, so, you know, mm. what was nice about the other generations was that, you know, you got more performance. Yeah, it was a little bit less bulky, it was a little bit less, maybe a little more streamlined, it looked nicer, um, mm -hmm. but, you know, it, you also got some more performance out of it. It's just hard for me to upgrade, so to speak, just to get 
you know, a terabyte of space when I can buy and right. you know, I can change out the, the hard drive now mm-hmm. and it's still cheaper. So I'd rather do that because I have no, like, I don't have any issues with it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Because I remember before the PS4 Pro came out, my original PS4 was starting to sound like a jet. So, like, yeah, yeah. I felt like I needed to make that move. I don't feel like I need to make this move now, per se. Mm-hmm. But I will say the thing that I think is really smart on their end is just letting the old stock run out and replacing it with the new SKU because we know these are cheaper to make. And they're. Mm. I think it's almost inarguable that they look better. Yeah, I would agree. Clearly, they've done some typical normal Sony stuff, right? Like, oh, oh, there's four plates <laughs> now. You have to pay $54. Oh, you want to buy that? You want to buy that? a la carte disk drive well it's conveniently a little bit more expensive than just buying the one with the disk drive right so mm-hmm. typical sony stuff there but um you know <laughs> i don't know it's just i don't know that the value's there for me i don't feel like i need it need it like i did with the ps4 and even the ps3 like even the ps2 <laughs> like i right. couldn't wait to get the thin ps2 so yeah it's, I don't know, man. it's just not it doesn't do a lot for me but um all right, you know right. i get it yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, a lot of the same thoughts that I had as well. I I definitely won't buy one. I'm going to wait for the PS5 Pro that's going to be out next year. Uh, I think that will be more necessary, uh, in my opinion. With that said, it definitely looks better, in my opinion. I think it looks really good. Really good-looking console. Uh, love the metal stand. That looks really yeah, premium. That's uh, true. I like to, that. My, you know, it looks, yeah, it looks really good. Really premium. The the line uh, the 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 break in the in the plates kind of it adds a little bit to it too. I think it, it's a good looking piece of kit. You know, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but like you said, not worth buying a whole new console for a little bit of extra storage. When frankly, you can get a whole lot more storage for you know like a hundred dollars now. You can get like two terabytes of an expansion SSD for for a hundred bucks pretty much pretty regularly nowadays. So. You know, there's that's not really a draw. Like you said, some typical Sony things here, charging a little bit more for the for the Blu-ray drive by itself to incentivize people to go ahead and spend five hundred bucks on getting the one with the disc drive. Uh, you know, that's I you know I get it. Uh, the other thing is uh, the cover plates. They basically, I'm they're they're forcing people, you know, to buy new cover plates so if you had cover plates for the og ps5 they're not going to work on this one uh i don't they haven't confirmed as much but trust me they're not going to work on the new one <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to get the the kit with the four individual pop-on plates so you know like you said t- some typical stuff there that we've become used to but all in all a good looking console they also uh i don't know if i can't remember if you mentioned this or not but they snuck in a 50 dollar price increase on the digital ps5 there granted Mm -hmm. you get a little bit more space but i don't know that it justifies a 50 dollar price increase when as you said the components of this thing price surely has decreased you know since three years ago four years ago when they were making og ps5s but uh Mm -hmm. anyway they'll be out in november i'm assuming sometime i think we're gonna just get kind of get like a deluge of like playstation hardware in november we're gonna get the new PS5 SKU, you're going to get the PlayStation Portal, obviously, on the 15th, and I think we're going to get the earbuds and the other the other headset in November, probably, as well, all around the same time. So, anyway, 
Look forward to a sexier, slimmer PS5, if you please. Number two, PlayStation continued a busy week of announcements with the reveal that PS5 Cloud Streaming is launching this month, beginning with Japan on October the 17th, followed by Europe on October 23rd, and concluding with North America on October the 30th. Streaming functionality is limited to PlayStation Plus Premium subscribers and will allow you to stream supported PS5 games within the PlayStation Plus game catalog, game trials, and games in your library that also support the functionality. Sony says hundreds of PS5 titles will support the feature at launch, including big names like Spider-Man Miles Morales, Horizon Forbidden West, Ghost of Tsushima, Mortal Kombat 11, and Saints Row 4. If you've been out of the loop, essentially what cloud streaming brings to the table is the ability to play and try games without having to commit to downloading large amounts of data directly to your PS5. Streaming will be compatible with DLC and in-game purchases and will feature resolution options for 4K, 1440p, 1080p, and 720p with 60 frames per second and HDR output. It also features support for all PS5 audio capabilities like 5.1 and 7.1 surround sound, as well as Tempest 3D audio tech. Players will also have the ability to capture screenshots and up to three minutes of gameplay while streaming titles. Sticking with PlayStation Plus news for a moment, Sony also revealed the, the October additions to the extra and premium tiers, which will be available starting October the 17th. The titles include Gotham Knights, Disco Elysium The Final Cut, The Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes, or House of Asses as we call on this show, Alien Isolation, excuse me, Dead Island Definitive Edition, Outlast 2, Elite Dangerous, Far Changing Tides, Gungrave Gore, Eldest Souls, Rokey, Tekken 6, Soul Calibur Broken Destiny, Ape Escape Academy, and IQ Final. Okay, so what do you think about either the games or uh, the streaming capability? Yeah, I'm not I'm not happy that, you know, we're getting this after Europe and Japan. Like, why do we win <laughs> both of the world wars if we can't have shit first? What was the point? <laughs> yeah, touche. We, we went through all that shit. So anyway. Yeah, saved, all, saved all these assholes. Saved the world both times when they right. can't even get the shit first. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway. <laughs> I forget do. quick, huh? Yeah, they, they do. Uh, radiation will do that. I would say that... <laughs> it makes sense to put the streaming on plus premium. I'm just, yeah, I'm a little hesitant. Like I'm so narcissistic, not narcissistic. I mean, I get maybe, um, but like, I'm so <laughs> negative that like, when you said you can only, you know, stream for three minutes, I was like, that's because the streaming can, uh, it never made it to four minutes without <laughs> lagging. <laughs> immediately what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. No, but <laughs> if it does work, I think that's a decent feature for the premium service. So sure. um, assuming it works, let's just hypothetically mm. assume it works. I think that's really, really good. I do feel like it'll be limited to people in cities. If you're in a rural area, I just don't think you're gonna have the bandwidth to pull it. Hmm. I just, I don't know, man. I just, it, I, you know, I have a hard time imagining the streaming working the way that yeah. Netflix does. Maybe, maybe it's that, maybe it's easy now, or yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't, I don't know. Just or, or it's gonna pull, but you're gonna be at seven, seven twenty, right? Hmm. Do I want to do that? Awesome. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I have, I have a lot more questions than answers. But I, like I said before, I, I like the idea, but I don't know. Yeah, um, I think for some people, I think for some people, it'll it'll work really well. Um, you know, some people will be able to play entire games by streaming. You know, for other people, they'll just be able to do like a little bit. I think the real, 
I guess, enticing thing about this is the the ability to, like, let's say you hadn't played Ghost of Tsushima, but you want to see if you liked it. So instead of downloading, you know, an 80 gigabyte game or whatever, uh, you can stream it for a couple of hours and then commit to doing it uh, if you want to. So, yeah, that's you cool. Know, yeah. That's probably the biggest feature to me. I think that I think is really, really cool. But other than that, it's yeah. kind of like, it's just so up in the air to me. I'll, I'll need to see it tested and, and vetted out. So as far as the games go, like, again, not much there for me. Like, you know, Outlast 2, the first one was interesting. I'm sure this one's fine. <laughs> Alien Isolation, I think, I think's pretty decent from what I've read. Elite Dangerous pops off for some reason in my head. I don't know why. That's a cool uh, game. That's Dead a cool Island game. It's, is a, cool. it's a spaceship flying game. Okay, yeah. And, you know, we've talked about that island before. Mm-hmm. I assume that's a nice Tekken, whatever. So Calibur, sure. House of Asses is a is a legend on the podcast, so I'm glad it's there. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's just you know, as far as the games, I think it's a pretty it's it's a good month. Like objectively, uh, Disco Elysium, fi- the final cut, is probably the biggest game there. Uh, conveniently, I just bought it like two months ago on a sale, and now here it is. So that's what I get. Um, but it's like one of the like highest regarded RPGs ever. Um, uh, it's, so it's, it's definitely intriguing. Um, I feel like I played it for a few minutes maybe and didn't really get into it. So I might have to give it another shake at some point. Gotham Knights is, is a two player co-op, you know, Batman Arkham game. Basically, um, I did buy that on, on a deep sale at one point and just kind of checked it out for a little bit. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Alien Isolation, pretty well regarded survival horror game and uh, several scary games this month alien isolation outlast to the dark pictures so anyway elite dangerous is a cool spaceship flying game uh if you've never played it at all definitely worth checking out it's it's more of a simulation it's like a spaceship simulation if you will so uh it's cool it, it looks good it's only on ps4 they, they never did bring it to ps5 but it's it's definitely worth checking out so decent month as far as the streaming like i said i think it has some certain applications that it could make a lot of sense uh you know i the one kind of glaring red flag if you will is that why can the playstation portal not stream directly like why can you not stream directly to playstation portal like if you're on wi-fi instead of in other words instead of needing to turn on the ps5 and play remote play through the ps5 to the portal now that you have the capability to stream PS5 games, why can we not skip the, a step? Take, you know, one of the, the the steps out of it, one of the rungs out of the process, and just stream directly to a PlayStation portal? Because I think that if you could do that, or if they can add that functionality down the road, you know, I think that's huge. I, th- I mean, if you didn't have to have a PS5 to use the portal, and you could just stream, you know, games by having PS Plus Premium, they would sell... I don't even know how many of these PlayStation Portal things they would sell. I think people would go nuts over that because uh, that would be essentially would be a Vita. You just yeah. wouldn't be able to download or install any games on it, you know. So I don't know. Maybe that's the maybe that's the end goal. I don't know, but I think that they could definitely they they have they're like on the precipice of something really cool. I think and and PlayStation Portal is sold out in a lot of markets and at a lot of retailers. So I think that maybe they're underestimating it a little bit. So anyway, I think there's something there that they're not tapping into. 
Right, or maybe they're playing the long game, and this is a way to test out all the systems, and then they can roll out an official, an official thing. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, can you imagine, or, or I, I can easily imagine, I should say, you know, PlayStation Portal bundle for three hundred bucks, and you get a year of PlayStation Plus Premium or something like that. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, that'd be cool. Yeah, I could definitely see that. So, I think that would be a supreme value to be quite honest but anyway we'll see number three after previous delays ubisoft announced this week that it was delaying first person competitive shooter and call of duty competitor x defiant for an indefinite period of time the game has previously hosted an alpha playtest early this year followed by a beta this summer the latter of which garnered particularly positive feedback but ubisoft says it needs more time they even held a brief public playtest in the last two weeks but in a statement posted to the game's official X account, the developer said, quote, Thank you to everyone who participated in our recent public test session and continues to stand alongside us as we build X Defiant. The public test session once again showed us your appreciation for our fast-paced gunplay, uniquely crafted maps, objective-driven modes, and iconic faction roster, but it also surfaced some inconsistencies in the game experience that we need to address prior to launching our preseason. So we've made the hard decision to delay the preseason of X Defiant. The team will continue working to address these issues and testing them to make sure we deliver on our goal of being a best-in-class arcade shooter. We will share more information about preseason testing, preseason and testing, as it comes. Ellipsis and end quote. Of course, the fall and holiday shooter scene is crowded per usual, Travis, with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 just around the corner on November the 10th and a new season of Battlefield 2042 releasing this week, which itself has turned a corner in terms of quality since launching in the fall of 2021. So I know you hadn't had a chance to play, or no, we did play X Defiant. I think we played the Alpha a little bit, yeah. but what do you what do you make of the, the delay? Yeah, we both played the Alpha, and it was uh, a little challenging, to say the least, um, in a lot of different ways. I thought, the, I thought the game modes were cool. The maps weren't terrible, but I remember being... Like, I mean, if like I was playing against, you know, uh, 10-year-old no-scope snipers on Fortnite or something, like, it just wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that you're, you enjoyed the beta, and so did a bunch of other people, so, uh, and you said there was some very stark changes, so that, that made me feel good about yeah. it. So, to be honest, I was, yeah. look, I was, to be fair, I was looking forward to it. You know, it might be a good thing that it is delayed, like you said, with Battlefield's new season, Battlefield actually being playable now, and then Modern Warfare might set some wild-ass records this year with the nostalgia factor, so I think it's maybe in their maybe it's in their interest to delay and polish a little bit more, but in saying that, I don't feel Mm -hmm. like X-Defiant is really in the same the only thing I think it has in common with those games is an FPS, like it's not the same to me It's, it's a different type of game, it's closer to overwatch than those two games to me and it's not even really like mm-hmm. overwatch it's something else no that's fair so i don't know it's again but when you know again is ubisoft pulling a, a bungee and just delaying shit because they can mm-hmm. i don't know i mean it just it doesn't the quote doesn't read like some of the other quotes we've had on the show where you're like they delay something they put out a quote and you're like there's some there's some serious shit going on this reads yeah. almost like ah we should we could take some more time because we can we can make it right. a little bit better it's almost like a um I'd agree. It almost reads more like a um, 
like a pride thing or like like it's their baby mm. and they just want to make sure it's ready which is probably is is mm. it's not a bad thing um so i still feel comfortable about it i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah 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 a few things about this first of all you're right the jump from the alpha to the beta was exponential in my opinion so that made me pretty excited for the full release to see what they could do, you know, in really just a few months time, because the, I think the closest play test was in, or uh, the alpha was in March. The beta was in June, maybe that we did that. And so then, you know, you basically have that same, same gap of time almost to now to, to October. So they definitely are on a pretty steep upward trajectory. The other thing about it really is that the feedback online you know, after the, the, the closed beta was really positive, uh, you know, on Reddit, on social media, people were talking about how it was a call of duty killer and, and stuff like that. Like people were really puffing their chest about this game, uh, you know, really enjoying it. Not the developers, but fans are like, wow, this is, you know, this is it. Like, this is the one that, you know, has a chance type of thing, uh, which, you know, that's hyperbole, hyperbole in a way, of course, but still it just shows you how excited people were about it. And I, you know, again, I walked away from it thinking, wow, like this is actually pretty cool as someone who didn't even really want to participate in the beta. The only reason I did it was because the gaming Nexus guys wanted to stream it and stuff. So they got a bunch of codes. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I thought for sure it was going to be asshole. And (laughs) I walked away. It was like, wow. Okay. So I'm disappointed in the news. Uh, I think that they had intentions to get this out a little bit earlier and they would have been fine. I think originally they had said they were going to get it out in August, uh, I think, and obviously that didn't happen. So uh, they've been pretty candid along the way in terms of you know why they're delaying and stuff like that. So I think this is fairly candid as well. They talked about the, the, the executive producer for the game went into a little bit more depth on like his personal Twitter and he said that like there were some inconsistencies in the player movement uh, about people thinking that when they did that public test session a couple of weeks ago, there people thought that the movement felt off and they found something wrong with uh, the movement and how it was coded or something like that. So they said they wanted to take some time to fix that. All of that's probably true, but still, like you were saying, you know, like I kind of wrote up here, it, I mean, it, it goes without saying that Call of Duty uh, looms large in November. Uh, they're in the middle of their beta, month-long beta, essentially, right now. Uh, a new season of Battlefield is kicking off, and you know you're trying to pilfer some of those players from those games. I mean, the, the you know some of those people are your fan base and are your player base, or you know the, the people you're trying to reach. So, I think releasing X Defiant maybe in like late January makes a lot of sense when people are kind of maybe burn out, fed up with Call of Duty, ready for something else after a few months uh, when the, the Battlefield season is winding down and whatnot. Like, I think, you know, late January makes a lot of sense. Uh, we'll see. They haven't said that. That's just my personal opinion, but we'll see what they do here. Uh, the other thing is when you're launching a free-to-play service game, you only get one first impression. So you definitely want to hit, and I get that uh, as well from their from their standpoint. Number four. It's finally over, Travis. Microsoft announced on Friday that it has officially closed its $68.7 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard King 
which includes a final approval of the deal from the British CMA as well. The closure means that Microsoft and Xbox now own some of gaming's most iconic IP, including Call of Duty, Warcraft, Diablo, Guitar Hero, and more. As you might expect, work to bring ABK titles to Xbox Game Pass will begin immediately, with the behemoth known as Call of Duty likely hitting the service in 2024, including a day one release of next year's new iteration, a move which is likely to cause some consternation for PlayStation. ABK CEO Bobby Kotick, a controversial industry figure, has been asked to remain in the position until the end of 2023, after which power will presumably shift to Xbox boss Phil Spencer and see Kotick step down from the company. So now that uh, the deal is finally over, do you have any closing thoughts here? Glad it's over. Bobby Kotick replaces Jim Ryan in 2024. Oh my God almighty. I never even thought about that. Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, it, it lines up. Can you fucking imagine? I just thought it made, I just thought it lined up a little bit when you were reading that. I was like, I, it just, it just felt like it was in the stars. Holy shit. I'm tweeting that right now. What happens if Bobby Kodak takes over for Jim Ryan next year? post sent all right (laughs) jesus christ can you imagine holy shit i mean we might finally get so calm that'd be the positive i guess actually i feel like that yeah that's actually true (laughs) that might be it (laughs) yeah 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 uh anyway yeah i'm (laughs) i'm glad the deal's over this has gone on for like two years almost i think uh if not two years so i mean it's dominated the larger part of our time as a podcast um you know do i think it's good overall for the industry i don't know i think that's debatable probably not i'm not a big fan of of publishers getting acquired anyway um you know there's a lot of talk today after the this deal closed about playstation buying square enix and stuff like that you know i've said on the show i have no desire for playstation to buy square enix or any other publisher i think they can be surgical and buy some of these developers that they have relationships with and stuff like that. And that's perfectly fine. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, so just generally not a fan of consolidation in the industry, but uh, glad to have this over and definitely think that again, like we've talked about on the show, PlayStation has, has to find a, an answer to call of duty moving forward. I mean, they're going to still have it on PlayStation, of course, but I'm telling you when that deal is up, it will no longer come to PlayStation in, that, in, in 10 years. The other thing, though, the bigger thing looming in the near term, though, is the fact that people starting next fall, next holiday, are going to be able to play Call of Duty for free, in quotes, on Game Pass at launch, day one. And some people, I'm certain, will, the people that play only Call of Duty every year, Oh yeah, uh, you know, on PlayStation, I'm sure that they would consider going to to Xbox if they can just have it, you know, and then they can get some other free games along the way with Game Pass. Like, I mean, it's a good value. Don't get me wrong. So, I think they have a problem there in the near term that they have to try to figure out, and hopefully that they're you know working on a FPS military shooter, military ish type competitive shooter themselves. But yeah, who knows? We'll see. Number five, Travis, we also have a bunch of news nuggets, of course, here, and uh, feel free to jump in here with me wherever you please. First nugget, 
It appears that PlayStation is preparing to bring trophy support to its PC releases, according to new data scraped by trophy tracking site True Trophies. Their data scraping tools discovered new PS5 trophies this week with an additional platform listed as PSPC, which appears to be a test list of some sort. Of course, last year, PC data miners discovered that Spider-Man Remastered had a or had code within it for a PlayStation PC launcher of sorts. So there is clearly a fire where this smoke is leading to. And uh, sounds like we're going to get a PlayStation PC app of some sort with trophy support for, for their games. So uh, it's kind of neat. Also, Sony shared behind the scenes, the behind the scenes story, excuse me, about how the PlayStation Access Controller was designed this week and also revealed that an officially licensed Logitech G Adaptive Gaming Kit is releasing in January that will offer even more customization options for gamers with disabilities. And uh, it's a pretty cool piece of kit, too, and uh, cool how they designed it and everything. You know, yeah, you have hypotheticals in your head, and I've, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to admit I've thought many times how would I play video games without thumbs, so it's nice to know that there's adaptive kit. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. The Logitech thing is cool. It's like you can plug in. The circle? I, it, oh, no. That's a, that's a play access thing. Um, yeah, the access thing is a circle itself, but the Logitech like kit makes it to where you can like add on like a second joystick, so you can just play games with joysticks if you want. Um, it adds on like a finger pedal, like a like a gas pedal thing, but just for a finger. So you can, you know, presumably use that with driving games, I would think, potential stuff, something like that. I don't know. But uh, I think you could do, yeah. In all in all seriousness, even people without disabilities, I think, could find some cool ways to to use a thing or you know do speed runs and whatever or what other kind of stuff with it. It's like the people who you know play Guitar Hero with fucking dance dance or whatever beat Elden Ring with a dance dance revolution pad and stuff like that. So, <laughs> but uh, it's cool how they're how they're doing this. So, next nugget with the MLB postseason in full swing. MLB of the Show twenty three is getting a postseason themed helping of content, including challenges, programs, and a Halloween themed monster smash event. PSVR two game Drums Rock is getting a new DLC pack featuring songs from The Offspring, Collective Soul, and The Lit, which uh, mm-hmm. that's that's a wonderful track pack. Straight you like all of that? Yeah, I love <laughs> I love all of that. Straight. Where's Creed, guys? Where's Creed? <laughs> Also, website Video Games Chronicle <laughs> reported that EA Sports has claimed that FC24 has reached more players in its first week on the market than FIFA 23, with more than 11.3 million players worldwide checking out the soccer sim. In a similar release last year, EA said FIFA 23 had reached 10.3 million players in the week following launch. So, I mean, guys, if you're mm-hmm. going to... If you're going to do this marketing horse shit, at least not make it a perfectly round 1 million more players. Like, this is fake as hell, but I mean, <laughs> God almighty. Like, uh, I, we've, we've seen how much of this shit in our life. We know that's not a real number. Perfectly 1 million more players. Okay. Right, and it, 1 million more players, it's literally like 10% more. Like, it's, yeah, it's just all true. really it's all really convenient. Um, mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing here that we have to figure out about all of this, besides the yeah. fake numbers, is what are we calling this now? Because it's not FIFA anymore. Or do we call it? Do we just call it FC? I guess so. Yeah. I and mean, I'm, I, yeah. yeah I I've been know. calling it FC a little bit. So. Yeah. EAFC is too long. Oh yeah, I'm not calling it that. I'm going to call right. it FC at best. Okay. I think FC is okay. FIFA at worst. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I want to make sure we get the world on board. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's. All right, guys. Officially, we're calling it FC. And if you really can't control yourself, you can keep calling it FIFA if you're a degenerate. Yeah. 
FC. Fucking cunts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next nugget. Alongside the announcement of the new PS5 Slim model, I should have probably put this up in the up in the big main news story, but whatever. It's my show. Sony also revealed that they are raising PS5 peripheral prices in Japan beginning on October the 18th. So there's retribution, Travis, for them getting the streaming uh, service first. Uh, they get their peripheral prices are going up. So there you go. Yeah, we just put this in our peripheral notes, so it lines out. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> According to Call of Duty Twitter insider Charlie Intel. Sony plans to sell a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 PS5 bundle alongside the game's launch on November the 10th. The news was later confirmed by PlayStation this week, so a PS5 uh, Modern Warfare 3 bundle was real, coming November the 10th. And speaking of Call of Duty, Activision said this week that it plans to start adding its games to Xbox Game Pass in 2024, so they've confirmed that that is definitely going to happen in 2024, if not sooner. Uh, along those lines, Activision CEO, outgoing CEO, Bobby Kotick, reportedly also hinted that a new Guitar Hero game may be in the works at an internal town hall meeting with employees this week, which was hosted by James Corden, of all people, for fuck's sake. So, I thought you were talking about, I thought you were talking about Billy Corden, and I got excited. Uh, <laughs> Billy Corden, is he the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah, that guy. Isn't that Billy Corden? <laughs> Oh, that's good. Isn't that his name? I uh, guess. Let I me look. Okay. He's Let fucking bald. He's fucking bald and shit. Let me look. Billy yeah, see, to, to your Let point. Bang it. Let's bang it. You're not using Bing, you fucking degenerate. Oh. Why don't you just get an Android? Oh, I'm. it's Billy Corgan. You were close. Oh, okay, whatever. But I'm definitely <laughs> using Bing, by the way. Oh, Jesus Christ. The third search term, the third search result for Billy Corden, by the way, was Billy Corden Urology. So. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Billy Cord and Dennis Rodman stories. Oh, God. No. Yeah, this will be cool if it's real. Look, I mean, we have town halls at my company every month, and they usually uh, make me want to see if I can aim as well as Kurt Cobain. And <laughs> yeah, they, they, they tell you stuff in them all the time. <laughs> it's usually a bunch of stupid stuff, shit about numbers and our vision and our dreams or whatever. Yeah, nobody needs that stuff. Yeah, you know, stuff gets said in town hall sometimes that never come to fruition. So uh, I would oh, yeah. be I would be cautiously optimistic. But we would think about what we would get. I mean, it would be some newer stuff, but it would literally be like Turbo on XM Radio is what we'd be getting. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. Breaking Benjamin, we're gonna get Godsmack. We're gonna get That's all of these fucking one-off songs that we love. It's it yeah. would be amazing. Creed, Longer's Creed. I'm in. Breaking Benjamin's good too. I don't know, man. I'm. I, I could. I, I would. I would do it. I mean, I would be in for a new Guitar Hero. Uh, you know, hasn't been a good one since Guitar Hero Three. Anyway, I digress. Next nugget here, Travis Unity Chief Executive Officer John Richard Tiello. Uh, I guess that's how you say his name. Richie Tiello announced that he is stepping down as president, CEO, and chairman of the board effective immediately. The former EA boss joined Unity in 2013, taking over as CEO in 2014 but dug his own grave with the recent policy changes to profit sharing and fees related to the use of Unity by developers. So, oh, yeah. Anyway, dug his own grave, wrote his own obituary. See you mm -hmm. later, John. Hopefully, hopefully he's not the next CEO of PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, just imagine his business card, though. President, CEO, and chairman of the board. It's like, dude, do you need to have all of that? Right, exactly. That's insane. Like, can we, yeah. You need to have that much power in one company. Clearly not. 
It didn't work out. No, it didn't work out. Also, Ubisoft announced plans to discount Open World Racer the Crew Motorfest less than a month after its release. And it will also host another free trial period from October the 10th through the 20th. So right now, with players able to play the first five hours of the game. That's that's not a good sign. Which no, not I, I figured would be the case, honestly. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, it's, I bet it's not bad, though. That's the thing. It, it's just it doesn't no. it doesn't appeal for some reason. It doesn't appeal, but it's not a bad game. Yeah, it, it's not. It's it's, uh, you know, did the preview. I've talked about it before. It was a fun game. It's just not. I don't want to pay $60 for it. I mean, I'll pay 30, you know, when it's 50% off or whatever, 55% off, whatever that, whatever that is, I'll, I'll be there, but it's just, you know, it's a hard sell for a full price game, in my opinion. Anyway, next nugget here, Dead Island 2's first story expansion is called House and is releasing on November the 2nd. House is H-A-U-S, by the way. The game's second expansion is called Sola Festival, and it's scheduled to release in the second quarter of 2024. Rocket League developer Psyonix announced that the player-to-player trading functionality will be removed from the game on December the 5th, and people are proper pissed off about that, uh, by the way. So, big, uh, big uproar in the Rocket League community. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, well, you can trade items. So, like, if you unlocked a, you know, a fucking hat that you can put on like a, a, a an attachment for your car you could apparently trade that to me if you wanted to you can't you're not going to be able to do that anymore so no oh, just to delete it yeah just delete play another game <laughs> also bloomberg reported i love that it's probably somebody's favorite you know it's people's favorite game we're just like just delete it and play kill yourself <laughs> and play something else <laughs> <laughs> just delete uh, it yeah. uh let's just shake up about it uh, <laughs> True. Also, Bloomberg reported that senior executive, what? Oh, senior executives, excuse me, can't type, are urging CEO Bob Iger, I want to call him Bob Geiger so bad, to graduate (laughs) from a company that licenses its IP to a major player in the industry by acquiring a major publisher itself, such as Electronic Arts. Bloomberg sources say that Iger is noncommittal about the prospect of acquiring a game publisher, however, but. if Disney gets into the full blown into the game business, then uh, you know that's another big competitor for PlayStation, no doubt. I can buy an EA. They already have a relationship. I, I think at that point oh, you yeah. would wonder if EA would divide them off. Like you buy EA, but uh, then we'll sell EA Sports to somebody else. Like I, I can see that being a thing. That's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Also, the Lollipop Chainsaw Repop has been downgraded from a full-on remake to a remaster at the request of fans, allegedly, according to developer Dragami Games. It's very odd. Arcade-style soccer game Sensible Soccer is coming to PS4 and PS5 in the first quarter of next year. Website Pushquare reported that PS1 cult classic Hogs of War is getting a fun fu- fan-funded, excuse me, unofficial remaster called Hogs of War Lardcore, incredible, for PS4 and PS5. The fundraising campaign began on October the 17th on Kickstarter, and it runs until November the 16th, if you're interested. Murder-themed visual novel, Inescapable, No Rules, No Rescue, is launching for PS4 and PS5 on October the 19th. Western-inspired twin-stick shooter Motorvania game, Laika, Aged Through Blood, is coming to PS4 and PS5 later this year. The game looks really cool. Classic sci-fi mech anime style game UFO Robot Grindizer is releasing on PS4 and PS5 on November the 14th. 
A Grindizer, a Hardaway Knower. U.S. retail giant Best Buy, also known as Worst Buy, is planning to ditch all forms of physical media in 2024, according to website The Digital Bits, which claims that the company will cease sales of DVDs and Blu-rays, including some video games. It's a major step in the slow death march of physical media, with retailers Target and Walmart also rumored to be scaling back their physical media sales in the future. Elsewhere, Ubisoft Senior Vice President of Strategic Partnerships Chris Early said that while he believes physical game sales will continue to decline, he doesn't think that they'll go away completely. We'll see. Maybe yeah. video games can, can hold out. That's fair, but like, where would you buy them? Would be my question. Because there's yeah, no I incentive mean, them in stock really um it, right. I mean, it makes sense to me but what does best buy become then hh craig yeah yeah they said they're going to use the the floor space to sell other consumer technologies and cutting edge stuff and whatever like okay it, all right whatever dude, it's, it's best buy it's not that impressive um <laughs> right yeah. I, don't, I don't understand good okay we'll see how it goes they sell fucking washers <laughs> and dryers now guys it's not it's not what it used to be what's cutting <laughs> edge about that yeah, I think the reason why video games aren't going to go away, well, at least for not for the time being, like I think if there was a I think if there was a a industry disrupting video game streaming service that worked and it was super popular, in other words, if there was a Netflix version of video games that, you know, killed DVDs essentially, yeah, like then yeah. Yeah, yeah, like something like that, but you know, streaming took off all of a sudden and worked. Like, yeah, I think some people might consider you know not having physical media but the the other thing too is that you know video game players were just different like i mean don't get me wrong people collect movies and dvds and stuff like that but like video game players very much so at least a group of them very much like having you know physical collector's editions and stuff like that so it's just hard to imagine but right like i told the other night i I found out i had a i have a game a PlayStation oh, 1 yeah. game worth $200, which I might be wrong about that because the one I saw was the greatest hits version that was worth $200. I have the original version. Oh, so, so I don't know. How, worth more. Yeah. I was telling my wife about it. And she's like, okay, why don't you sell it? I was like, why the fuck would I do that? And <laughs> no, she's like, don't. you play it? I'm like, no. And she's like, why do you need it? It's like, <laughs> I shouldn't have to answer that question. <laughs> right. Exactly. As someone who sold Pokemon cards about four years ago, I wish that I had. And I sold a. I sold a holographic charizard and some other rare ones and they're they're worth like five times what i sold them for now so listen stop you're giving me an erection stop it (laughs) oh boy all right next nugget (laughs) next nugget tekken 8 was originally scheduled to release the same day as street fighter 6 this summer but was delayed to avoid a massive fighting game showdown pun intended there so you didn't want to fight it out guys (laughs) i didn't want to duke it out so it's coming in uh, the end of january now that would have been a real street fight. That <laughs> was. I can really see uh, Street Fighter Tekken, Tekken down, huh? Oh. Okay, oh, taking them down. All right. All right. Marvel, Marvel's Spider-Man 2 can now be preloaded on PS5 ahead of its October 20th release, and mine did indeed uh, auto-preload today. Oh, yeah. Preload Spider-Come. That's right. So uh, 87 gigs later, I uh, have it preloaded. And uh, I'll see it in November, uh, November or December, probably. Also, Souls-like action RPG Asteragos Curse of the Stars received a free anniversary update this week on PS4 and PS5, which added a boss rush challenge mode. 
Ubisoft revealed this week that Assassin's Creed Mirage has been a big hit, garnering a player count similar to Odyssey and Origins. They didn't share any sales figures exactly, but added that it is the publisher's best-selling game on current-gen consoles to date. So uh, seems like a success, although they didn't share any numbers, which is always, you know, sketchy a bit, but good for them. The classic stealth formula Assassin's Creed doing well, which is what we, what we want shot. more of. Yeah, exactly. Also, website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. Lego 2K Drive, Overwatch 2, Diablo 4, Battlefield 2042, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Call of Duty, Dead by Daylight, Blasphemous 2, Fortnite, NBA 2K24, Need for Speed Unbound, FC24, and Armored Core 6. So if you've been waiting for some fixes or new content, now's the time to check. Also, new rumors popped up this week that Elden Ring's Shadow of the Erd Tree DLC will appear at the Game Awards and launch early next year. Uh, that would check out to me. Hotline Miami 1 and 2 PS5 trophy list popped up this week, meaning that native ports of both games are imminent. And uh, this is interesting because, I mean, presumably they'll include DualSense support for haptics and triggers, and I think that's very appealing. Uh, might have to check that out if it when it uh, comes out. Also, first-person slasher Ghost Runner 2 will take up just over 13 gigabytes on your PS5's SSD, which can be downloaded beginning October the 22nd, depending on which version that you buy. A couple of substantial The Last of Us multiplayer rumors popped up this week. First was the rumor that it has been canceled outright at Naughty Dog, which Bloomberg reporter Jason Schreier refuted online. The second is that the game will host 40-player lobbies, according to the LinkedIn profile of Ian Blake, a former game designer at Naughty Dog. How would 40 players work? What would we be doing? I imagine it kind of, like in my head, I feel like it's 40 players in, in an open world, kind of like the Division 2. You yeah, know, like you can, almost like the Dark Zone? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I feel like people are running around like the, the Dark Zone in the Division. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. It, there's no way that this game is canceled. Like, I just don't believe that. They've spent all this time and money on it. They had something that they were ready to show us this year. And then Bungie comes in and does their thing or whatever. Like, I just don't, I don't believe that they've canceled it. There's no way that this game is bad enough that it needs to be canceled. There's no way. No way. And, like, show us a trailer for the game. Like, you know, let us decide. If we don't like it, We'll we'll give it more dislikes than likes on YouTube and shit like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you'll know real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll know real fast. So, I mean, that's a good good as a barometer as anything, in my opinion. But whatever. Also, next nugget here: website Gamatsu reported that 64 player battle royale game Pac Man Mega Tunnel Battle Chomp Champs is coming to PS4 and PS5 in early 2024. Just a battle game, royale for everything. That game will do terrible. Nobody's saying, "Hey, let's go play." Chomp champs. Agreed. Agreed. I can see if your name isn't good, you're just yeah, you you're going down a room. Yeah. You can't have six words in your fucking title and be a battle royale. Yeah, it's like it's like when you see these dudes that NBA teams draft and they don't look like basketball players. I'm like, mm. yeah. Of course they're bad. <laughs> yeah. People people say Jokic doesn't look like a basketball player. He's fucking seven foot two. He looks like a basketball player. Okay. <laughs> he, he doesn't look like anything else. He's, he's there's right. no seven foot two minors, okay? Like <laughs> He doesn't right. look athletic, is what you mean, but he looks like a basketball player. Right, right. 
Also, Dotamu released a major free update for Windjammers 2, which adds new playable characters, new lessons, new practice modes, new online lobbies, and a full crossplay. Bandai Namco will release a major free update for Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 on October the 2nd. What? Maybe right. I guess they already did it then. Followed by a new DLC for the PS5 version of the game in 2024. 2v2 fighting game Jujutsu Kaisen Cursed Clash will launch for PS4 and PS5 worldwide on February 2nd. Turn-based time loop RPG In Stars and Time will launch for PS4 and PS5 on November the 20th. Irem Collection Volume 3 was announced for PS4 and PS5. It is launching in the second quarter of next year and includes Mr. Heli, Mystic Riders, and Dragon Breed. Developer Worm Club will bring cult hit indie game Frog Detective The Entire Mystery to PS4 and PS5 Good. on October the 26th, which will include all three games. And apparently, this is a cult hit of some sort. It has very high ratings on Steam. Mm-hmm. I've seen clips on YouTube, like in shorts. It looks uh-huh. awesome. And it's only four uh, hours for all three games. Right, and, and I'm glad they're bringing The Entire Mystery. Yes, <laughs> indeed. But I think indeed. I've seen people beat it like... Um, a couple of the speedrunners that I follow, I've, I've I haven't I've watched the condensed version of them beating the game in like one stream, and it's uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's just it's a four hour game. It's just fun, man. Like you just right. enjoy it, <laughs> right? Also, exploration adventure game Kona Two Broom will launch October eighteenth, October eighteenth, excuse me, for PS four and PS five. Narrative RPG The Thaumaturge The Thaumaturge will launch. For PS5 in early 2024. Interactive adventure game bon- Bonson Nights has been delayed from October 26th to December 14th on PS4 and PS5. Exploration adventure game I- Icone Island, an Earthlock adventure, will launch for PS4 and PS5 on November the 9th. Square Enix Collective announced that live sim horror RPG Little Goody Two Shoes will launch for PS5 on October the 31st. And that game, actually, it's, it sounds ridiculous, but it looks interesting. That's an interesting mashup of genres that uh, I don't think I've seen anything quite like it. What's it, what's it about? Is it about, um, is it about who killed Jabba and Ramsey? <laughs> no, not quite. You, you not love the quite. horror of her, of her mother. <laughs> yeah, not quite. <laughs> Also, publisher Nacon has delayed a real-time strategy management game, War Hospital, to early 2024 for PS5. Massive fart noise. Yeah, I would like to do a sim where you're 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 like you run a whorehouse. <laughs> That'd be a lot call of fun. It a, call it a horror RPG sim. Yeah, but then like think about it though. You could have like a like on Sniper Elite when people could come into your game and try to kill you and hunt you. You could have a guy come in as a taxi driver, looks like Robert De Niro, and then he tries to ruin your entire pimpage. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah plot twist. Cut. Yeah. Yeah. Also, PlayStation VR 2's Arishan Arishan Castle of Sin Final Cut has been delayed to December the fifth. Third-person shooter Earth Defense Force 6 will release for PS4 and PS5 in the spring of 2024. It That sounds like Donald Trump named that after the Space Force. <laughs> he did. He, he definitely did. And also, a tactical simulation RPG Mercenaries Lament Requiem of the Silver Wolf is now available in or for PS4 and PS5. And finally, Travis, a demo for NIS America's action RPG Cry Machina is now available 
for PS4 and PS5 on the PlayStation Store with the saved data from the demo able to be carried over to the full game. That is all for the news this week, and we're going to turn turn it over to Travis now for this week's new games. On the ninth, we have Builder Simulator, Mage and Monsters, and Tulane. On the tenth, we have Blink, Blink and Vacuum of. Can you spell Blink and Vacuum of Space? You put two ends and two. That's what? how they. That's what they named the game. They named Trust it like me, that? I, Not... yeah, they <laughs> they named it like that. Uh, yeah. And then we also have Builder Simulator. Jesus, Builder Simulator came out two days in a <laughs> row. Left it done there just for you, buddy. Yeah, okay. And then we have Little Gator Game, Long Gone Days, <laughs> Roblox, Little Gator Game <laughs> tickles me. Uh, <laughs> That's River, cool Gator right there. River City Rival Showdown, Wild Card Football, which I keep seeing ads for. Um, uh, uh-huh. On the 11th, we have Honky Star Rail. We have Red Raptor. <laughs> Red Raptor. <laughs> What's the matter a, with that? I wanted to be. I wanted because I thought it was Red Drafter. <laughs> That's not a word. Um, and we have United Assault World War Two. On uh, the twelfth, we have Haunted House, Sea Salt Chronicles, which is like you're a salesman and you just keep putting sea salt on shit. Like no, that definitely says salt sea, but continue. Oh god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We also on the 13th, uh, we have... By the way, why would you release Haunted House on the 12th instead of Friday the fucking 13th, guys? Uh, yeah, agreed. agreed. On the 13th, we have Alphadia, <laughs> 1 and 2, Desolatium, Lords of the Fallen, and the Grinch Christmas Adventures. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what a week. What a week. So let's see here. Uh, biggest game, uh, definitely... Where is it? What was that game? What is it? Oh, Honkai Star Rail. Definitely probably the biggest game releasing this week. It's another one of those uh, Tencent-owned uh, gotcha games uh, that sells tens of millions of copies worldwide. The other one there, Roblox on PS4. Tried that for about 10 minutes earlier this week to see what that was about and wanted to shoot myself. Wanted to see if I, my aim was as good as Kurt Cobain. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Wait a minute. So this game's going to, this Honky game is going to be played by tens of millions of people and i don't listen i don't know if we can can if if it's just 10 million people is a random city in india and they could all they could all just be into the game it could be a regional hit because there's 10 million people there you make a bunch of money i don't know if we need to call that a sensation i mean it's it's already been on mobile and pc and it has like 40 million players i don't get it yeah but they're all in fucking beijing it's they're not it's not like (laughs) beijing uh beirut and then brisbane yeah, I mean, you know, it could be. How do we know? It's right. They're going to have 40 million players right here in these United States on top of all that. And on top of Brisbane and uh, Tel Aviv. That's Israel. Uh, let's see. Anyway, here. Let's begin to wrap the show up here, Travis, like we always do by discussing what we've been playing and anything that we're looking forward to. And you have to be careful here. You you have something that you can't talk about yet. That yeah, you're know. looking forward to playing. So. Anyway, what's been on your mind here? What's going well, on with you? I got the the World War Three. I got the Modern Warfare beta downloading, so I'm ready for that. Uh, oh, okay. Super excited! I'm just excited to play the maps again. I think it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Bought Azonzo because you bought it, so I went ahead and got it. And I bought Tannenberg and Verdun also, but um, apparently, <laughs> you control yourself, huh? They were three dollars a piece, so I was like, why not? 
know what? Why not? And if Azonzo's good and me buying the other two games helps them out, I can I can give them six more dollars. I think that's fair. They were on so. Sure. But I'm I mean, I watched your clip that you put up on Twitter and I've I've seen gameplay before, so Mm-hmm. I think I like it. It looks difficult. It looks like it's hard to see people when they're far away, but that's that's realistic, you know. Um, yeah, so it is. I would say I would say that it is. I enjoyed watching you get bayoneted though. That was pretty cool. But um, <laughs> yeah, you like I killed him at the same time. Yeah, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited to try those two out. You you left a game out of your list that we both played. What is it? Foam Stars. What is it? Yeah, we played Foam Stars. Oh yeah, we did, didn't we? Was that last anything? weekend? Or was that two so. weeks ago? I thought it was last Friday because then it, the, it ended at midnight. And we got kicked oh, off. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, totally forgot about that. So anyway. yeah, and the reason I remember is because I'm fucking great at it. That you are. I you're just, weird. You're weirdly good at it. Every fucking game, I was at the end of the game. I I was the best at something <laughs> nah, every time. Whatever. Yeah. every time. I don't know why I'm good at the game. First game we played, I had the most knockouts or whatever the fuck they're called now. Um, uh-huh. Again, <laughs> the most foams. Me being randomly good at something is yeah or for the course like it just makes sense like i'm ne- i'm never going to be good like if you, i'll never be good at madden but you know you give me foam stars or something stupid like that and it'll just click with me yeah but i think it's because the game is just pure chaos and i tend to thrive in chaos that's why like you know if you're playing battlefield remember the map where we were you had you go around the outside but the inside was like this this is like on Battlefield 4 or something, but like the inside mm. was like a jail kind of, and it was inside of this big mountain, but then the outside you can run around on the mountaintops. Oh, and yeah. Everything's exploding, and there's people above you and below you. I always played good on that map because it's just a disaster. Oh, yeah. It's just a disaster. Yeah, was, like, Monte, was that Monte Grappa? I think that's Battlefield 1. <laughs> oh, which Battlefield are we talking about? Uh, I'll send you a video of it. I don't remember what okay. it's called. But you could blow out a wall, and then people would run in. Oh, okay, okay. And I don't remember what it was, but anyway, mm-hmm. I played. Uh, I played FC twenty four. Still getting better at the buttons. Like I learned how to do a give and go by accident, and um, I think I told you that a couple weeks ago. It's a lot of fun. I'm still trying to learn the directive passing. I'm still not as good with the three balls as I used to be, but I think that's um, more of a skill issue than a talent uh, than um, anything else. So I'll get there yeah. eventually. Uh, we did play some co-op seasons, and um, inspired by PlayStation Access, we played with a League Two team. Yeah, out of uh, Brit, Stockport, Stockport, right? Sutton United, or Stockport, one of the two. Stockport, yeah. And we well, first game we won. It was great. Like we were amazing. And then we yeah. couldn't find anybody to match with again. And then <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't let me it. pick them again. So it was it was really annoying. But um, played with a couple other teams. I think we found a couple of teams we want to try, like Ghana. Because they're really fast. Celtic was okay. We we did okay, but we lost by a goal. But they just weren't very fun. So no. I, in, in general, like I still I still enjoy the game. I think it's really good. There's still some weird stuff with like the career mode. Like it, it just annoys me that I still have to do these interviews to keep my team morale up. But it's always the same questions. Like it's been like that for three. It's probably like for, for five years. I hate it. Yeah, I agree. Still can't get cards in my in my save. So I think it's just my save. That doesn't let me get cards, but that's cool. I can just murder people. <laughs> that's and so weird. The referee just runs over and he shakes his finger at me and we keep playing. It's amazing. So like, <laughs> if somebody has a breakaway goal, I can just literally take them out and it's fine. And then um, what else did I play? I played something else. I thought I played something else. Maybe I didn't play something else. I guess I didn't. But anyway, okay. yeah. So I'm looking forward to Azonzo and um, mm. Battlefield this weekend. Sorry, Call of Duty. Whatever. I'm playing games. It's fine. 
Yeah, Asanzo, I think that you'll you'll like it definitely. It's it's um you know it's a mix of Battlefield One and Hell at Loose, in my opinion. I think that it's like a it's like a middle ground between the two, which I think is perfect. Um, it does have some performance issues, like even changing like you can change the graphical modes or whatever, like even changing to performance mode on there, it still has like some frame skips. You might not even notice, I don't know, but I did turn the I did unlock you can unlock the frame rate on in the settings. I did that and that seemed to help uh quite a bit. So you know, it's been out for a year, so I I'm assuming they're not gonna fix that. <laughs> so uh just something I gotta live with, but it's fun. It's it's chaotic and uh, it's definitely hard to see people and there's different classes and stuff. So it's definitely scratching an itch and you and I have talked about it back and forth for a long time and it finally went on sale. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. And uh, I think there's, I think the player count's not very good at all, but I was playing, you know, uh, like whatever, 11 o'clock Eastern last night and didn't have a full game because I think it's normally 20 on 20, but it had a mostly like almost full lobby and, and had a good time. So it's got some cool systems and stuff that uh, are familiar but different. So cool game. I enjoy it. And uh, what else did I play? I, speaking of, well, no, I didn't mention Insurgency yet. I was thinking about it. But I, did, I have been playing some Insurgency this week as well. Sandstorm. Just I've been like in a really big shooter mood. Like, like all I want to do is play shooters right now. I think it's because I had myself like amped up for x defiant and then it just didn't happen it blue balled me so i've played insurgency this week which is still good um put some footage of that up on youtube actually um if you're interested played some of the modern warfare 3 beta uh over the past weekend the first beta weekend whatever it was the new maps are cool uh the gameplay feels faster than modern warfare 2 but i gotta tell you like here's the here's the here's the sad thing about Call of Duty is that the gameplay feels good and without question Call of Duty has the best gunplay of all the competitive first person shooters like in my like I don't think it's there's any comparison like it feels the best you know the animations are the best all of it but then I was playing some gun fight uh, after <clears throat> the other night which was actually within the Modern Warfare 2 client but it's all one app now or whatever but Anyway, I was like, I want to play Gunfight because I missed that game mode, the two-on-two -two thing. So I load up Gunfight. I get the first match. You know, you load in, and so I look around to see, you know, my, my teammate. I look over, first first match, Gunfight. Look over, Nicki, Min Nicki Minaj in a pink <laughs> jumpsuit, hair down to her ass. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this is not Call of Duty. <laughs> like, that's not what Call of Duty is. And then, even before that, in the actual Modern Warfare 3 beta, I was killed by Snoop Dogg with a chainsaw. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the fuck is this game? Yeah, it's, a, you... it's becoming a Fortnite fever dream. And for Fortnite, it works fine because it's cartoony and it was not an established IP and it's widely been accepted as this like metaverse clashing of every possible IP known to man. But that's not what Call of Duty is. And that shit drives me fucking crazy. And then there's the guns on Modern, like some of the guns on Modern Warfare 2, like it's just ridiculous. The skins and shit like that, just I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. Like and maybe, maybe I don't like killed by Kevin uh, Durant yet. No, not him yet. Not him yet. Just Snoop and Nicki uh, Minaj. But like, yeah, he, uh, he backs you down and shoots a fadeaway grenade onto your body. 
<laughs> the album. That's a good point. What are these people's takedowns? Anyway, like, I don't know, man. Like, I enjoy the gunplay a lot, but like, just what the fuck is the game becoming? Like, why are they doing that to the game? Like, I'm like, fine. You want to give like pink camo, you know, suits as a skin or whatever? Fine. But fucking Nicki Minaj and fucking uh, just like real life people. Like, God, I hate that so much. Anyway. <laughs> So I guess we'll check that out uh, this weekend if it lets you in there. Uh, also played some Battlefield 2042, the new season six, Dark Creations. And the new map is very cool. It's like the old Operation Metro, you know, the train tunnel where everything's all compacted in and everybody's like fighting over certain choke points and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm getting close to unlocking the new pistol. Uh, I do have the new uh, assault rifle unlocked. So. Uh, I enjoyed that. I played that for several hours, several hours this week. I also played a little bit of NBA 2K24. Ended up deleting that because I'm just getting frustrated. Like the gameplay is good. Like like I said, I gave it an eight out of ten on at Gaming Nexus. My problem is with specifically with my team. Like I don't feel like I'm getting any new cards. Like you don't really un- you do unlock them, but like they're gold. Like they're not really useful. Uh, you know, the, the token market's not there anymore. The auction house isn't there anymore. And I'm, I'm not actually really a huge fan of the player market. I would prefer to just have the auction house back, I think at this point. So I don't know. It, it just not having the auction house makes that mode feel so sterile. And I never thought that it would like, but there's just something about not having that there that takes quite a bit away from it. But uh, anyway, so with that in mind, I downloaded FC24. Like you said, we were playing some co-op seasons. And then I started my manager career with Bradford City, which I'm trying to figure out how they play. Uh, and just, you know, getting used to their roster and whatever. And uh, getting ready to play my first League 2 game for the season. Uh, I can't remember who against, but uh, anyway. So yeah, played a lot this week, actually. Played quite a bit. That's all going to come to a little bit of a halt uh, in the in the coming weeks as I've got four games coming in for a review. Can't talk about any of them yet, but uh, got several coming on the way. So the, the year is not done yet. Did you mention that uh, you're about to review your first video game? Did you say that or not? No. Oh, okay. No, I didn't mention anything. Like, I don't know. I, you know, I have to like, I have to like mind the gap between, you know, me reviewing it and the embargo. So I don't want to like, you know, mm. I don't want to say too much, but hopefully, um, hopefully it goes well. It's not a typical game that I would play, but um, I watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. Uh, it it does, does look interesting. <laughs> I know that there's some, I can say, I think I can say that. I know there's some puzzles in it that might be really difficult. So yeah. um, I'm interested to see those because that's always fun. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I do, I do enjoy a good puzzler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you get your very first. Re- it's God, I feel like such a proud grandpa over here. Like grandsons, you know, it's like baby's first review. You know what I mean? It's like, so here you go. We uh we got offered a a review code, the podcast directly. So that's that's big news in and of itself. And that's exciting, uh, yeah. Honestly, that's the second one that we've gotten. Now we got another offer too for a PSVR two game, but I I didn't really want to review it uh, first of all and. Uh, I knew that we got offered it too at Gaming Nexus, and I just kind of felt like, I don't know, kind of, I don't like to shit where I eat, so to speak. So, you know, I like to keep it OG. I like to keep it professional, and uh, I don't want there to be any uh, Tom fuckery 
said or claimed about us reviewing games and and me doing it for gaming nexus and whatnot so i'm trying to just keep it clean trying to keep it clean here for you folks trying to keep it clean straight and narrow anyway we'll uh we'll get out of here now that's it for me it's it for travis it for the show if you enjoyed it again don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a new episode delivered every monday on your podcast service or youtube and uh also we very much appreciate a a like uh comment all that good stuff rating review uh very helpful for us don't forget to find us on social media to chat playstation with us on twitter we go by at the dual sense pod but we're also on instagram threads and facebook as well our website is the dual sense podcast.wordpress.com you can get the shows there show notes our photos and bios and uh yeah we'll get out of here thank you very much for listening have a great week take care we'll talk at you next time Bye bye